You're listening to episode eight of the Brain BS podcast, Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now, here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello, and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. Oh, I have a lot of brain BS going on today. We um, are actually in Santa Barbara at our home here, and this is my first time trying to record a podcast out of the setting that I normally do it in. I have all the necessary equipment, and I actually even have more space here. It's more spread out, so I don't have everything on top of me and trying to keep things from rattling because the speaker just like picks up on everything. So you would think that I would be excited about that, right? And that that would be something that's going to make it less stressful. But there's something about our brains, we just don't like anything that's different than how we normally do it. And that is exactly what's happening here. I found myself doing all kinds of other things in an attempt to avoid actually sitting down to start recording this. And I'm now started and it's really not a problem at all. Um, I kind of like it. I like this setup better than the one back home. But I pretty much have been stressing over it for a couple weeks before we came. So that's why I was recording episodes in advance just in case something happened and I couldn't do it here. And now I do have to have one finished here which added to my stress and worry. But instead of just like coming right into the office right when I got here and at least doing a little something on it to make me feel better, I just kept indulging and worry and confusion and not sure how I'm going to do it. Um, It's not, it wasn't like a major worry or stress or anxiety. If it was, then I probably would have come in here, right? But think about all the things that we put off just little things that kind of change change the tone a little bit. Make it just so you can't relax and you can't stay in the present moment because you kind of have this low-grade worry and fear about something, you know, that's either happened in the past or is going to happen in the future. So I thought I'd share that brain BS with you. I am looking forward to talking about the subject today of mirroring. Um, We all know that saying from Snow White, or those of us that saw Snow White in the Seven Dwarfs, when the evil witch looks in the mirror and says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of us all? Uh, First thing I want to point out about that is fair is not real. It's a mental construct that we've created, and there is no way to quantify or define what is fair, because every single human brain would interpret it in a different way. And secondly, I want to kind of tell you what mirroring actually is. Mirroring. That's kind of a hard word to (laughs) pronounce clearly. So anyway, mirroring is when our own perfections are reflected in the people around us. 
For some reason, it's so much easier to see the faults in the people around us than it is to see them in ourselves, which I find kind of really interesting because we also tend to beat ourselves up, but it's sort of a different concept. It's mirroring is you actually can't see that you're even doing it. So there's a lack of awareness. With beating yourself up, you're actually have some awareness that you think that you did something wrong. So let me give you some examples of mirroring and how you see behaviors in other people, but not so much in yourselves. So say I'm walking down the street and I come across someone who's not wearing a mask and I am wearing one. This actually happened to me in Santa Santa Barbara um, and it happened a while ago before we got like as comfortable if you want to call it comfortable with COVID. But she was walking down the street and I put my mask on real quick because I was concerned about not infecting her or passing anything on if I had exposure to anyone. And she made some kind of comment making fun of me for being worried about wearing the mask and then was kind of rude. So in turn, I made a comment to her that was sort of similar and gave it like right back to her. So in that instance, I could see that she had done something that I perceived to be wrong and less than desirable. But I didn't see in that moment, well, I did actually, but I'm just saying most people wouldn't because they haven't done all this work on themselves that I've been doing. But in that moment, the person who reacts to the other person does not see that they're guilty of the same exact behavior, right? Do you you see what I'm saying? So she was rude to me, but then I ended up being rude right back to her. So when somebody triggers a response in us like that, it's usually because they're either doing something that we also do, or it's something that we're capable of doing if the situation is set up for that meaning I normally try not to be rude to people or make comments that are less than positive. But in this situation, I did react in a similar way. I want to share another example. And I want to use siblings here because, wow, we can learn so much from our siblings, can't we? So say you have two family members. They're having trouble getting along. The relationship is strained. They both have an opinion about the other one, they're a hundred percent sure that their opinion is true. They would bet their life on it. They don't feel any need to justify why they feel the way they do. They feel like if anybody else in the world was observing what they were observing, they would totally a hundred percent be on their side. The only problem with this is each person sees the flaws in their sibling. And what their siblings doing and the way they're behaving and that it's not desirable or the way you would want it to be, but they literally are incapable of seeing it in themselves. This this is a way of life. This happens all the time. And until you become aware that it's happening, then you actually have no idea. You're not really living consciously. Once you have this awareness, then you can start noticing when you're triggered by other people's behavior and you can start questioning, hmm, why is that bothering me so much? Why is that annoying me? 
what you know what is real like I really am thinking about this and I can't stop thinking about it and I keep reliving it and I keep replaying it about something somebody said or did that is a sure sign that there is some mirroring going on and that you are guilty of similar behaviors okay let's do another example because this is absolutely one of my favorites So most of my life, when I go to therapists or professionals or astrology people or all the people that I've been attracted to, I've been told that I'm an empath. And an empath is someone who's really super sensitive to other people's energies and can pick up on it. And you have to, some people think you have to protect yourself from it. And there's all kinds of different, you know, beliefs about an empath. So I give you that as background because I have found myself in situations where I will think to myself, boy, they have a really negative energy. (laughs) And I actually think it like that like with that intensity as if my energy is anything other than negative. So I can see the negative energy and somebody else's behavior and the way they're acting. And then I feel like I'm picking it up from them. That's my thought, right? Well, no, it's because I'm an empath. It's not because I'm being negative. I'm just picking up on their energy. But the truth is, this is my belief, and I'm not out there to upset all the empaths because I still think of myself as being sensitive and aware of other people. But I also think it's the thought process that our thoughts generate our feelings and those lead to actions and that's what get us that's what gets us our results. Knowing that that's how I get my feelings and not thinking that I'm picking it up from other people has completely changed the way that I look at myself when I feel like I'm experiencing negative energy. So I no longer blame it on other people. I take responsibility for it myself. And this is something that I did not do in the past and that I was able to do with the combination of becoming aware of mirroring and also doing the thought work that I share with you in this podcast. So before I go on to give you a few more examples, I think it's important. um, I want to tell you about a book called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. It's all about shadow work. So it's all about seeing your faults and not hiding from them and actually finding the gift in them. And this is one of the reasons why we don't see our flaws because we're trying to hide ourselves from them. We try to be unaware. A lot of times we buffer, we drink alcohol, we eat food, we shop, we do Netflix, anything to make ourselves feel better so that like what we call the dark side doesn't come out. But the thing is, is it's going to come out, right? And one of the ways that it comes out is because we see it in other people and we notice it in them and we spend so much time trying to hide it from ourselves that we're like that, that that's why it's so hard to become self-aware without, you know, seeing the problems in other people. This is honestly like the biggest gift that the universe gives us is making us aware of our flaws so that we can turn around and actually try to do something about them. Now, I know what you're all thinking, uh, that you can think of a lot 
better gifts <laughs> from the universe than figuring out what your flaws are and having to look at them and face them head on. But it honestly, truly is the, the most amazing work you will ever do. And once you do it and you recognize your flaws, you take responsibility for them. You understand that your shadows, those parts of you that you consider dark, also are the best things about you. So I can be pretty pig-headed and stubborn, and you could view that in a negative way when you're trying to get me to do something that you that I don't want to do. But you could also view that in an amazing way if I'm an advocate for you and I'm trying to get something for you that you need. So those things about us are that are our shadows are also our greatest gifts. And that's, that's what mirroring is trying to show us. It's trying to show us what we perceive to be negative so that we can find a way to see the light in it and to see the positive part of it. Because nothing, as I said in another podcast, is all or nothing. Okay, I have another good example. How about when a couple gets divorced and they're trying to figure out alimony and child support? And each one is looking at the settlement from their own perspective. The In this particular case, we'll say that the husband is was a um, monetary provider, um, but the wife was the one who managed the home, did her equal share, made it possible for him to be the provider. So she feels like she's entitled to a certain amount of money, and he feels like he's entitled. Both of them are 100% certain that the other one is out to screw them over and does not have their best intentions in mind. Neither of them thinks they're guilty of doing the same thing, but they are. They're both doing the same thing. They're both trying to take care of themselves and they're both thinking that they have a positive reason for why they're doing what they're doing because they can't see that they're doing the same thing as their spouse. So it's all about awareness. It's about becoming more insightful. It's about recognizing when you are triggered by other people's behavior, it's because you are guilty or capable of being guilty of the same exact behavior. Okay, let's do one more example and let's let's do it about a relationship. Say you're in a relationship with someone and it's not going that well. And you have a little bit of a disagreement. And then you start getting upset because that person has not called you. They haven't texted. They're not talking to you. And you start to come up with all these reasons for why they're not. You come up with all kinds of stories in your head. You create this whole this whole story and scenario and you think that they don't care about you, they don't have your best interest in mind, and then you withdraw. Because of that, you kind of withdraw and you start to shut down, and you kind of stop texting them, and you kind of stop calling them, and you're not talking to them, and you're having negative thoughts about them. You end up doing the same exact thing as the person, the other person in the relationship that you are accusing of doing. But when somebody else does it, 
maybe because they do it first. I don't know. Maybe that's what makes us think that we have permission to respond the same way. But I think if we really think it through, we know that that's not how we want to conduct ourselves. We don't want our behavior to be dependent on other people. We want to consciously and deliberately choose our thoughts to create the results we want. Most of us, though, are not so aware And we just see that that person is not communicating with us. We're not even aware that we stopped communicating with them. We're not even paying attention to what we're doing because we're so focused on the other person and what they're doing wrong. Okay, so now I think you get the, you get a pretty good idea of what mirroring is. So now I just want to talk to you a little bit about what it takes to be able to face your fears about yourself, look at all your flaws, and be direct and honest with yourself. Building a relationship with self-integrity without shame and without hiding our imperfections is the most liberating thing that you can ever do for yourself. I am telling you, it is, you're, you're not living life until you live life the way that I'm suggesting. When we have so many things going on in our head and we're so busy being so critical of other people and we do not take the time to really get to know ourselves, that is such a huge waste. That is, I did an episode previously about the most important relationship ever. Well, this is a big, big part of that relationship. You cannot possibly know yourselves well if you're not willing to have the courage to dig deep and look within and to see what's going on in that brain of yours. You got to figure out how you're wired. You got to figure out why you keep taking that other glass of wine. You have to figure out why you keep eating the cookie. You have to figure out why you're so threatened by that neighbor who's so successful. Why does that make you so insecure? What is going on in the world around us and what is it triggering in us? It's like a science experiment. It's fun. You don't even get graded on it. You just get to enjoy an amazing life. This is sort of becoming my mission I'm finding as I'm developing this business of mine trying to figure out who I want to appeal to, what my message is. A big part of it I've come to realize is this relationship that we have with ourselves and and loving ourselves. But an even bigger part of it, and this is the reason why I'm doing the podcast, is I want to help people to live a deliberate life, to live consciously, to let go of your ego and all the garbage that goes with it and start living your life on purpose and really, really focus on the thoughts that you want to have to create the results that you want. For all of you struggling to find your purpose in life, trust me, this is the purpose. This is the reason why we're here. Have a great week. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, please subscribe to my podcast and give me a quick review and a rating of five so I can get the word out there. If you're interested in coaching or joining the BrainBS community, you can go to www.thebrainbs.com where you can subscribe to my emails and look at the coaching options that are available to you. Remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your BrainBS.